Life is an endless stream of challenges, but no worries. Manoj is bringing the world's best minds right here for you. My gosh, Manoj, you just blew my mind. Thank you, universe. Manoj, thank you. I'm so grateful. It makes me feel a bit better. Thank you. Bootstrapping Your Dreams is here to give you what you need to succeed. Hello and welcome to this new episode of Bootstrapping Your Dreams show. I'm your host Manoj Agarwal and today we are going to have a very interesting discussion with Dave Gandhi. Uh, Dave, uh, he has a very inspirational story uh, which uh, I will request him to introduce himself and share a little bit about his story. Um, but um, he's uh, one of the leading entrepreneurs, mentors, coaches who helps uh, thousands and thousands of people around the globe find their passion and uh, build a, a business around their passion. So welcome, Dave. Excited to be uh, to have you here. Thank you, thank you, Manoj. I'm equally excited. Thank you so much. <clears throat> it's very, very exciting to have uh, somebody like you, you know, do this show together. And um, hello to all the viewers as well. Good morning, good evening, wherever, what part, whatever part you are, uh, wherever you based out. Awesome, awesome. So uh, before we uh, get down into the weeds, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you reach uh, the the uh, level of success that you have reached so far? Uh, take us down the memory lane and uh, tell us a little bit about your history. Yeah, so I'll break my life into three chunks, right? The first chunk is my childhood where I come from, right? So I was born and brought up in um, in a very small place, uh, in, in fact, a small town called Adipur Kach, Gujarat. I was brought up in slums. Uh, my dad was a truck driver. And growing up, that first 20 years was very difficult. Didn't have the money, didn't have the resources. Mom and dad, they borrowed the money, bought, you know, took, took the loan, sold whatever little thing they had just for me and my brother to get an English medium education. So that's where I come from, you know, cutting the cost, cutting the corner. So just average student, right? So that 20 years, next chapter, next phase of my life was 16 years, which was typically a nine to five life, right? Uh, got into BPO at the beginning, struggled to even get a job in BPO. My English was not so good. Uh, not that it is great right now, but mm -hmm. it was it was okay, okay. In that 16 years, I learned a lot of things, but there was something missing. Like, man, I am growing and I'm making a few lakhs a month, right? A few thousand dollars a month. But there was no happiness. There was no satisfaction. There was no fulfillment. I was like, I don't have time freedom. I don't have passion. Money is okay. What am I working for? Right? And mm -hmm. that is when my journey actually started. The third mm -hmm. phase started. And I started searching for the meaning of my life. That's mm -hmm. when I met my first mentor, Grant Cardone, mm -hmm. who gave me a new perspective, right? Finding your, yourself, 10x the goals, 10x your action. My life completely changed. That book, 10x rule, just blew my mind. And mm -hmm. I started developing my skills, right? Sales, marketing, branding, passion, book writing. That phase got me to the third, third phase of life, which enabled me to live this life today, uh, you know, impacting thousands of lives, wrote a couple of books, um, you know, traveling the world, um, you know, became a multimillionaire in, in, in just three and a half years. So I still cannot believe it's still a dream for me. I'm still trying to, you know, make, make myself realize that, yes, it is also possible. But yeah, following the passion and impacting lives is something that I really live for every single day. That's awesome. Very inspiring story. Thank you so, so much for sharing that. Now, I will ask one thing here. Um, you know, a lot of people go through similar phases in their life, just like you have gone through and they, they, they realize that, you know, there is something missing, but um, most people cannot do what you have done. So was there any particular trigger which sort of prompted you to take some action, reaching out to people like Grant Cardone? Like what was what 
what was happening in your life what uh, triggered uh, that that uh, sort of you know uh, burning desire for you to take more action than most people do yeah so i clearly remember this was when i had joined my last uh, company that i was work for there was one uh, meeting right in a, in one of big hotel and the ceo said if you do 100% I mean, if you give you a hundred percent, I'll make sure I'll give you a hundred and fifty percent of return. That was a trigger that, oh, wow. I mean, it's a new company, new chapter, new life for my whole life, whole career. I've been in sales, right? From BPO to I've been moving into sales quickly, but I really never aimed to be the top sales, top notch salesperson and being the A player. I said, I'm going to be the topper, man. And that is what triggered me to go to YouTube and say, you know what? I want to, if I want to be a topper in sales, I need to know everything about sales. And the irony of life is I never learned anything about sales. Mm -hmm. Everything I learned was just by default, right? So imagine mm -hmm. a doctor not studying doctrine, right? Yeah. And yeah. A lawyer not studying law books, a salesperson not studying sales. I was like, wow, I, why did it not struck me? So I went and, you know, went to YouTube as a sales training, right? I said, if I want to be a top person, I need to be a great sales as well skills. Mm -hmm. I found Grant Cardone that time. Nice. And moment I followed him, everything started to change. Everything started, it made me realize how mediocre I was. Everything in my life was mediocre, right? My goals, my ambitions, my dreams, my lifestyle, mm -hmm. everything. Then I realized this is a disease and mm -hmm. I need to change that. That was the trigger for me. And then when I changed mm -hmm. myself, I said, man, I want to help others to do the same thing. The feeling that I'm having, you know, I'm really energetic. I'm really happy mm -hmm. of, you know, following this, this 10x level action. I'm, I want to kill the mediocrity. I've already done it. I want to help others as well. So that mm -hmm. was my trigger. That's awesome. Now, one one other um, sort of phenomena that happens around this time frame, which you know I have experienced in my life and and many other people's lives, is when you start to change, a lot of people try to pull you down and they say, "Oh, you know, this, uh, something's wrong with you. Like, what what is what is going on with you? I don't like this new version of you, and uh, you are going down the wrong path. You are going to uh, repent this. Like, all these kind of things happen." Did something like that happen to you as well? So I didn't have the very hard pushback, but I definitely had the soft ones. You know, it was not like, hey, you'll fail, you'll do all that. I actually, because I was from sales and I learned from Grant Cardone and Dan Locke in a high ticket closing, I was able to persuade the people around me, my family members, that you know what, give me 12 months. Let me walk this path. And if I don't do anything in 12 months, I'm going to go back to job. And I will just do, put my head down and work, work, work. That's all. Right mm -hmm. uh, now, again, I, I, I don't think anything is wrong in job as long as you're happy. But if you're mm -hmm. somebody who wants to explore and you want to do more in life, have a mm -hmm. you know, bigger uh, things that you want to do, then mm -hmm. you probably want to find a different way. So I was able to convince. But at the beginning, people laughed at me. A lot mm -hmm. of people laughed at me. That Look, what does he know about sales? You know, he's talking mm -hmm. about sales and content and all that. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of my close family members said, what motivation, what course and what post and what videos you make. You know, look the way you, you, you move your mouth. And mm -hmm. I, I find it very funny. I said, mm -hmm. not these posts are not for you. You can unfollow me because we meet anyways. We meet literally every day. So you, mm -hmm. you don't have to follow me in social media. <clears throat> so those kind of soft, you know, uh, pushes that I got, not a hard one because I was very clear that I'm going to do this. And the funny part, you won't believe Manoj. When I started investing in my self-development, I did not tell anybody that I'm investing mm -hmm. in myself because that would have been again a battle for me to convince mm -hmm. them and tell them. So in the first year of my self-development journey, I spent about 12 to 13 lakh rupees, which is about, I don't know, $15,000, right? Mm -hmm. $15,000 first time I ever invested in myself whole year learning multiple skills. 
Nobody knew how much money I've invested, where I've invested. And that's when I built my skills and I said, give me 12 months now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to build the business. So that was the situation. That's awesome. All right. So um, you mentioned earlier, you know, you had to learn branding, you had to learn marketing and you had to learn sales. And once again, you know, I've, I, after working with so many entrepreneurs, so many like Silicon Valley billionaires and, and all that, I, I still cannot believe that a lot of people do not really di- know the distinction between marketing, branding, sales. So can you share a little bit about what is your perspective? What is branding? What is marketing? What is sales? Yeah, the way I look at marketing is marketing is a big umbrella, right? And within that, all your uh, branding, uh, funnels, basically marketing is nothing but how you can attract people to your universe, right? You have a universe. Marketing does that. How do you attract people? How do you retain people, right? And that is what marketing does. So attract, retain, attract, retain. Sales is conversion, right? Mm-hmm. You have people footfall into your universe. How mm-hmm. do you convert them from being interested to being being bought it, right? So mm-hmm. that is the difference according to me. And both have very, very uh, different processes, right? Marketing mm-hmm. has different funnels. Sales has different process to convert from where they are. So if I look at the funnel, I look at attraction, nurture. So attraction and nurture is basically falls into marketing and branding mm-hmm. and all those things. Mm-hmm. Then comes the third stage of the funnel, which is convert, right? Mm-hmm. And then from convert, fourth step comes to uh, retain or experience, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So convert and experience typically falls into sales. So mm-hmm. this is what my perspective is. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, very good advice. Um, and and what about branding? Because, you know, obviously you have bring, uh, built a, a global brand and uh, you were able to do that uh, very quickly. And again, you know, what I will say is, a lot of companies invest millions of dollars uh, in building a brand and they spend years and years and years and they they cannot uh, generally even break uh, the first phase of of building a brand so uh, what was your experience like and how were you able to build that brand so quickly see branding i think a lot of people especially the big companies what i have noticed is a lot of people look at the brand as a company and the product so their brand can be different, right? They can be a product brand. They could be company brand. But what I really love is the personal brand. Like, you know, you build a great brand. So ever since I started in 2017, 2018, I said, I'm going to build a personal brand. Because if you look at Elon Musk's personal brand, right? Richard Brunson's personal brand. What is so amazing about building a personal brand is once you have a personal brand that stays permanent with you and anything you touch, gives you elevation very fast mm-hmm. versus if you build a product brand or company brand. So if you are to build a company and you put a lot of marketing effort and building that brand, when you're starting a second company, again, mm-hmm. you need to start from scratch versus mm-hmm. if you have a personal brand, whether it's the first company, second company, third company, you mm-hmm. are the brand, you are the business. And when you are the brand, when you are the business, everything starts turning out to be wonderful. So yeah. I've seen a lot of companies who are becoming faceless, Yeah, right? Yes, yes. They just put out the product and marketing. But any CEO or any of this, you know, executive, the top-notch people, if they started, when you know, they went into uh, public and spoke about the content, value, wrote the books, when they build a personal brand, company is bound to grow, right? I, I think uh, Manush from Xiaomi, Manu, Manu Sharma, right, from Xiaomi, great personal brand, right? Those are the people I think we all should replicate and emulate. See, gone are those days when, you know, 10, 20 years ago when, you know, we had faceless organizations, 
Nobody cared who is running it, who is the face of it. But now it's very personal economy, right? It's a personal brand economy. And anybody who build a personal brand will shine out. So that's what I did right from the beginning. Did a lot of detailed analysis of, you know, who is Dave Gadvi? And a lot of people don't know what, how do you build your personal brand? So maybe a few tips for the audience is first and foremost, branding is not just what you wear, your colors, your logos. It's just not that. That's aesthetic, right? But what truly the branding is, what do you stand for? Like, yeah. what does Nike stand for, right? Just do it. What is mm -hmm. the philosophy of your brand? What are the mm -hmm. values of your brand? Once you have the mm -hmm. philosophy and values clear, that is what you need to articulate with the colors, the fonts, and, you know, the textures. Everything should be congruent with that. If you're, mm -hmm. if you're just, you know, calming the mind, then all the colors, the musics and jingles and, and the clothes, everything has to suit with that. So mm -hmm. your business is nothing but your, you know, reflection of you. Yeah, but how yeah. would you find your reflection unless you don't know who you are and what is your exactly. personal brand? Exactly. That is that is my take on branding. No, that, that's very well said. Thank you so much for explaining it in detail. And uh, you're absolutely right. Like, you know, if you look at all these, uh, 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 you know, uh, famous entrepreneurs, uh, Steve Jobs and Elon Musk and all that, uh, they can start multiple companies because they have personal brand. Every company they start uh, or launch is, is going to leverage that personal brand and uh, very likely will succeed. So absolutely correct. Now, you also brought up a very good point. Like, you know, you have to figure out who you really are. And I feel like that is where most people really make the mistake of trying to emulate other people. And rather than understanding their own personal selves, they, they try to look at, okay, who's successful? I will be like that person. Um, what do you think? What are your views around this? Because you've all uh, obviously helped so many other people. Um, how do you how do you think that other people look at building their personal brand? Well, you, you're right. You're right. I think you know you and I we both know that ninety percent of the businesses they fail in first five years. Yeah. Then the remaining remaining nine percent out of ten percent fail in next five years. Yeah. And if you look at that, there's a common trend, common pattern. Most of the businesses they failed they failed because of lack of revenue right? lack of cash flow but that is not the root cause the root the, the the root cause of business failing is lack of clarity of their why why do they exist what is their mission what is the vision most of them they started because they want to copy somebody you know what you know this is you know Right. Mm -hmm. Let me just ride the wave. You know, everybody is, you know, going, let's everybody going crypto. Let me go crypto. Everybody going NFT. Mm -hmm. Let me go NFT. Everybody start. Everybody digital marketing. Let me go digital marketing. So we have this culture, you know, the sheep culture. Sheep just follow each other. Right. Yeah, me, yeah, me, yeah. Me. This is the reason why people fail. There's nothing mm -hmm. unique. Now think about this, right? When I went, I don't know about you, Manoj, but when we went for, when I was graduating, when I, when I was choosing my stream, you know, arts, commerce, science in India, there was no logic. You're like, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. everybody's going commerce. Let me go commerce. And there's like, yeah, if everybody's, yeah. everybody's getting 60% plus commerce, 70, yeah. 80% science, anything less than mm -hmm. 50, 60 arts. Like what? Where is this rule coming from? There is no rule like that. But yeah. right from the education, we've been trained like this, that safety in numbers, right? Do what others are doing. So you'll be safe. That is not true. In fact, every time there's a quote, right? Every time you find yourself with the majority, you should stop, reflect, and reconsider what you're doing, right? You have to be part of the minority. You can only be minority when you, you be you. So there's a, there's a great framework I teach my students as well, that how, how can you be you? 
is if you have to choose a winning idea, right? You know, business fail because of two things. One, they don't have a winning idea. Yeah. Second, they don't have winning process. So first, mm -hmm. how do you find the winning idea so that you don't fail? Mm -hmm. There are three steps. If all three meets, that is a winning idea. Your passion, purpose, your skills, and your demand, market mm -hmm. demand. If all three meets, then you have a winning idea. But most of the people, they just focus on demand. What does the market yeah. want? Right? Yeah. Let me just do that. They're not passionate about it. They may or may not have skills. That's why they fail. So knowing who you are, what is your mission? What is your vision? Because there's, you are unique. Business can be similar, but you are unique. Yeah. Your mission, yeah. your vision, your passion, your values. No one person can be just like, you know, you. Like Manoj is Manoj, yeah. Dev is Dev. They, exactly. You can't be. Manoj has to be Manoj. Dev has to do what Dev feels right. Yeah. We both have unique elements. We both create value in our own unique ways. I think this is one of the reasons why most of the people and companies fail. Yeah, absolutely well said. You are listening to Bootstrapping Your Dreams show with Manuj Agarwal. Businesses face numerous challenges like finding the right product market fit, determining the market size, implementing a winning go-to-market strategy, crafting customer-centric USP, competitive analysis, looking for funding, building up cash flow and profitability. We have made a lot of free resources available to the entrepreneurial community, including this podcast. This podcast. We invite you to check out our websites and follow us on social channels. The links are in the show notes. We hope you find the resources useful and utilize them to grow your business. Grow your business. We also have some programs for entrepreneurs. If you find our content useful, then you will definitely find the programs outstanding so do check them out um all right so uh, as you said that uh, you know as you start to build the brand you you have to make adjustment you have to you know um you have to make uh, learn from your mistakes so um can you Tell us what was that journey like? What what kind of major challenges did you face uh, in your entrepreneurial journey? Especially, you know, um, uh, when you were trying to um, go upstream, meaning you had you had disadvantages. I say that because I can empathize because I have gone through very similar challenges as you have, uh, being in India with with you know little with a lot of competition with with le very little resources. So, um, what were those challenges like? I, I still remember, Manoj, the first time when I did my first physical workshop, I planned a campaign. When I quit my job in April 2018, I said, okay, I'm going to do a campaign. You know, we need to have food on the table, right? Mm -hmm. So, okay, what is my minimum survival amount? Mm -hmm. And I chalked out, I need 20 lakh rupees, minimum survival mm -hmm. amount. And there's probably $25,000 or something, if I'm not mistaken. So, mm -hmm. I needed that kind of money, $2,000 or $3,000 every, uh, every month coming in. Okay, how do I get there? Okay, I'm, I designed my first program, Passion Better Mastermind. Great. I'm going to have Passion Better Mastermind. I'm going to coach and mentor people to find their passion, build a business around it. Okay, how do I get people? I need, I know, one lakh per person, right? So mm -hmm. roughly about $1,500 per person for one year. So I need minimum 20 to 25 people. And so, okay, how do I get 20 to 25 people to believe in what I have to offer and they, they, mm -hmm. they sign up? I designed a campaign. So six physical workshops in six different cities. All four stars, five stars, fully paid, fully covered with great buffet and all. First workshop that I did was in Gurgaon. Mm -hmm. And I had I started doing the campaigning on LinkedIn and you know, people started signing up, you know, all that. 60 people, I you know, I had 60 people who had uh, applied. And out of that, I approved about 
25 to 30 people. When mm -hmm. I went for the first day there, 10 o'clock was reporting time. Only hardly 5 to 10 people showed up. Mm -hmm. I waited for one more hour, only mm -hmm. 20 people showed up. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the workshop, nobody bought. That oh, wow. was a big, big heart attack for me. And I literally, I usually don't cry. But that was the day I had literally tears in my eyes. When everybody mm. left the, the hall, I went in the corner of the hall. My heart just sank and tears rolling from my eyes. And mm. man, is this the end of my journey? One side, I've already quit the job. I don't have the mm. cushion now. Mm. I don't have a lot of savings. And this is my mm. first campaign, first workshop. I have five more workshops like that. People don't believe in me. This is the mm. end of Dave Gurdjieff's journey. That was one of the lowest moments. So mm. summarize, the second workshop then I did, and, and where I changed my page, I changed my, you know, conversion strategy and all. And, and I signed up six people, right? Mm -hmm. so I six people, Mumbai, uh, that was in Pune. And then Mumbai, I signed up nine people. So end, end of this, I signed up more than 33 people. But the biggest challenge that I had is for me to expand my context. Mm -hmm. We usually get caught up in doing many things, micro things, content and all that. But the business and life is all about expanding the context. If mm -hmm. you expand your context bigger and bigger and bigger, then your life and your business will become bigger and bigger. I'll give you an example. I'm sure you'll know it. Yeah, yeah. First year in, in, in business, the challenges that I had were completely different. When I had just one crore, I made in one crore $150,000 in first year. It was different. Second year, when I made 2.5 crores, almost double, again, different challenge. Third year, different challenge. Fourth year, different challenge. I literally have to kill this Dev Gadvi every year mm. and to be reborn as a new Dev Gadvi with a new context, with new risk appetite. And I just keep pushing myself. But that is a challenge when we are so caught up into our own thinking and our own small thinking. So all my fellow entrepreneurs, I want to request you that as you go higher, you know, you have to first be a doer. At the first year, you have to be do, 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 do. Second year, maybe when you have a team and you delegate things, you have to be manager, manage, manage, mm -hmm. manage. People do it, right? Create all structure. Third year onwards, if you're growing at a very rapid pace, then you have to think, 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 mm -hmm. think more. So you go from doing to managing to thinking. And I realize that I need to have a lot of thinking time. It's not doing is not going to give me more. I need to have, you know, um, delegation and, and leverage other things. So the biggest challenge that I had is how do I get my me time and keep expanding my context and kill myself yeah. every year to bigger and better things. Absolutely. Yeah, time is the most precious commodity. And you're absolutely right. Like, uh, uh, you know, everybody can, uh, you can hire people for every other skill, but the vision that you have as an entrepreneur, where you want to take the company, that is that is not, that is something you cannot delegate. So, so you're absolutely right there. Uh, now, uh, tell us a, a little bit about, uh, you know, uh, one interesting thing you mentioned here, which I will like to explore. You were looking for clients uh, during your first workshop and you wanted them badly. Yet you said you approved only a handful of them. So can you dig a little bit deeper into that? Like, why did you do that? What was the criteria? Why, what is the what is the lesson that you want to share with fellow entrepreneurs? Because I really like that approach, uh, but I would like to understand your point of view. Why, why did you do that? Oh, man, I still cannot believe it. You know, if you ask me what is the lowest point of your career in life, I would say that event was the lowest point of my career. I desperately needed money. I desperately needed people to sign up for the mentorship. Hmm. But I told myself that if I just bend my standard 
because of the circumstances i know i'll be a bigger cost and i'll mm-hmm. lose more than losing few clients right now yeah. and that is what i wanted to do and all the people who are entrepreneurs you will be tested by universe mm-hmm. you will be punched you will be kicked you will go down but when you hold your ground then and you can sustain the energy and the momentum despite all those things happening that is your true metal you know your true metal your true mindset is tested so mm-hmm. i was very clear that you know i'm going to go all in that i will still choose my mentees right whether you know uh, whether i have money or no i will still do it so when nobody you know, when i asked the question in gurgaon who would like mm-hmm. to join the passion bear mastermind one yeah. second no hand went up two seconds no hand went up three seconds no hand went up i literally started you know my heart sank at that time same question asked in pune as well right so who would like to join the passion bear mastermind right no hand went up one second no hand went up two seconds no hand went up third second no and again life started flashing back yeah. oh man boria bister lapeto i think i have to go pack up <laughs> <laughs> but but then one hand went up two three four 11 people says said that oh we want to join your you know mentorship program i said wow that's good but i said you know what i will only shortlist few people who are ready to learn from me mm-hmm. and when i made all the people stand up who raised their hand and as i started asking them so why do you want to join passion bear mastermind so they asked to give explanation and they had to sell themselves to me and i said why do you think you should be shortlisted I was like oh nobody asked this you know and even in india a lot of people don't yeah. do that interview before they bring people into their mentorship and programs yeah, yeah. and i sh- and i shortlisted six of them and i rejected few of them when i when i said mm. no i i don't think you're ready everybody like huh he's rejecting people they're ready to pay the money and he's saying no you're not ready so yeah. the other people's commitment went up yeah but i did it, i did it genuinely because i knew that there's no point of you know bringing somebody on board when they don't have the right mindset and attitude it is just going to fail So I wanted to build the foundation. So all of you, when you need money and everything desperately, still do not lose your ethics. Do not lose mm-hmm. your standard. Do not lose your principles because principles and ethics is what's going to build your life, not just the money. Money will be the byproduct. Yeah. So that's what I did. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Congratulations on on doing that. I mean, that is a that is a very um, a deep lesson that a lot of people uh, tend to ignore, and and I think it's it's related to. building that personal brand as we were talking about because they 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 uh, compromise on multiple things which is uh, and this is one of them which is allowing people who are not ready into your life into your business so that's great um now uh, you, you have done so many things right so many so many things uh, right and you have achieved all this success uh, can you can you share a, a few mistakes as well that you may have made and and that may have cost you money or may have cost you some other things uh but those are the mistakes that made you learn some important lessons and and maybe uh, other other entrepreneurs can learn those lessons as well uh that's a very good question i think the biggest mistakes okay one of the biggest mistakes that i made was when i was a mentor i was trying to be everybody's friend Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I realize that's such a big disaster because you know you can't be both. You can't be a mentor and a friend. You can be a friend, a friend, mentor, a mentor. Because when you break that, you know, boundary, mm-hmm. people will become too friendly and take you for granted. Now it is not their fault. Mm-hmm. I allowed them in my life, and when the thing, when the time came to act as a mentor, it was very difficult because they will take you for granted. For them, you are mm-hmm. Dave Gadvi, who is a friend, accessible, and all that. that i had to you know course correct over a period of time and mm-hmm. i kept paying the price for so many years 
because I was naive. I didn't know better. And I just, you know, I said, hey, everybody's a friend. Everybody's fine. I know, right? That's for a big mistake. Second mistake that I made is I treated my team also as my family members. And I used to mm. always use this word. We are a family. We are a family. We are a family. And I don't know why I did that, but I wanted to create that environment. But I'm, I realized that having a team, don't treat them as a family. Like love them, have compassion, care for them, but don't treat them as a family. Treat them as a sports team, mm-hmm. athletic team. And the day when I shifted that perspective, I was like, oh, wow. Right? Because you, you can have a person who is very hardworking, loyal, compassionate, you know, but they don't produce much result. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. fact, in fact, they're pulling the team down, right? Yeah. It's not working. It was good at one point in time. They were great at what they were doing. But the mission and the company has grown to so big level or whatever, super fast. They've not been able to catch up. Their skills yeah, yeah, have become yeah. little, you know, um, not up to the mark that is required for the new role. Mm-hmm. And then at that situation, if I still put, take the person as a family member and don't give the feedback, don't, you know, fix things or don't let people yeah, move yeah. out, then everybody pays the price. And all your team members' morale will go down. So yeah. I think these are a the couple of big mistakes uh, that I made. Those and are, those, when, I had to let people go, when I had to let people go, oh, very painful, man. A lot yeah, of yeah. drama, a lot of emotions. And mm-hmm. probably it's not even their fault. As, an, as a new new first-time CEO, I learned the lesson the hard way. That this yeah, yeah. better, right? So Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's a great piece of advice. Now... Uh, you started in 2018, a very, very interesting time to start a business and a lot of transition happened in 2020 and we are still going through a huge transition. How do you see the business landscape has changed in the past few years from where, when you started in 2018? Yeah, after 2020, the Corona and lockdown, a lot of things have changed. I, I, I see a lot of people went from offline to online model. A lot of people went from pure offline to a hybrid model, right? So mm-hmm. we went from offline, everything changed. The way we perceive con- content changed, the way we learn changed, the way we deliver value changed. I realized one thing that if you really want to succeed in business, you need to understand the concept of atom versus bit. Mm-hmm. Atom is your typical brick and mortar businesses, right? The mm-hmm. tiny, you know, tiny molecule atom for anything physical bit is the tiniest molecule of anything digital yeah. i realize anybody who shifted their perception and and business from atom to bit business technology mm-hmm. right or they adapted the new way of doing things and made a hybrid business they really grew for example mm-hmm. farmers in india they make about 2 lakhs 3 lakhs a year mm-hmm. normal farmer you know in an mm-hmm. income mm-hmm. by by producing the the crops and mm-hmm. food and everything mm-hmm. but because of the new age that we are living in, knowledge zenith age, they bring people and they become agri-tourism has become a hot industry right now. So they oh bring people goodness. from cities and different places and they let them live in their small house, <clears throat> houses yeah, yeah. and work them in the farm. They give them experience. Mm-hmm. Right? Think mm-hmm. about how it was like earlier experience was only going to fancy places, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. going to grand places and monuments. Now, mm-hmm. tourism has you know, shown a different face of it. Like, you have to go to nice, small places nice. and live like a farmer. So that has yeah. changed. Education mm-hmm. has completely changed. The people way people consume things, learning physical to online, not just a formal education. I saw a huge jump in my business because of 2020, right? I built you know, $2 million revenue just because of everybody sitting at home and doing that. 
So mm. those things that's going to change payments and apps and technology, these things have changed. So whether you're in restaurant business or whether you're in physical brick and mortar business, you as an entrepreneur, if you cannot acquire the hybrid model or the bit business, you're going to struggle a big time. So that is my mm. advice to all the people that, you know, this is life has changed, man. Yeah. Anybody who is with the old thinking, old school thinking, they will become dinosaur, right? Yeah. We will become dinosaur. Business is going to become dinosaur. So don't fall in love with your business or your product. Fall mm. in love with your consumer and the problem that you can solve for them. This business is just a vehicle. This can change, right? Focus on Absolutely. how you can act. That's that's absolutely that's that's great advice. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we are going digital. I mean, the, the shift was already happening, but 2020 accelerated it uh, immensely. So uh, you correctly said, like, everybody should think about uh, going digital because the next 10 years, I believe, um, is going to totally change the world in terms of, you know, how, how we live, work and play. So um, Anyway, th this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much, Dave. Uh, and I apologize. I, I pronounced your uh, last name incorrectly earlier, I realized. Apologies okay. for that. Um, okay. So uh, now before I let you go, can you tell us uh, if people want to reach out to you and they want to connect with you, what is the best way they can do that? Um, I Social media is the best way, right? So if you can just search Dave Gurdby 10X, you will find me on Instagram. You'll find me on Facebook. You'll find me on LinkedIn as well. Um, if you really want to not just follow me you want to know more about me more about journey i highly recommend you check out the book 80 percent mindset 20 percent skills right mm -hmm. if you go to my website as well you can get a free download copy and there's an audio book as well on youtube nice. as well so 80 percent mindset 20 percent skill this book has been reviewed by more than 800 you know 30 plus people and still has 4.5 star rating and having a nice. book written in india on a mindset on self-development getting that kind of rating it's crazy. I had recently had an interview. Uh, you know, I interviewed uh, Chetan Bhagat on my show and mm -hmm. he said that, oh, wow, if your book has got that much review, you know, my book also similar. It's just that I got a few more thousands, but yeah, in yeah, India, yeah. you're like, great. So that is the best way to, if you really want to more know more about my journey and learn more about me, that, that's the place. That's awesome. Thank you so much for uh, spending your time and sharing all this wisdom with us. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Manoj. Thank you so much. Thank I'm very excited. I wish you the best. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, I'm Sarah, producer of the Bootstrapping Your Dreams Show. Your Dream Show. This episode has come to an end. Don't forget to check out the episode show notes for the links to the resources mentioned in this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Until the next episode, goodbye. Keep going and keep winning.